It's Tempo Waffle Time! Yay! Welcome to Tempo Waffle, where we waffle in gardens. We waffle in gardens, we do. Okay, uh, so, uh, as you know, I have a kid, and my kid is a child. <laughs> <laughs> it's a school-going child. We've, yes. we've, we've established that for a while. Okay, <laughs> alright. Uh, so, uh, it's, uh, what is a, a mid-May. Uh, which is the beginning of the school year in yeah. this part of the world. Yeah. Uh, and uh, school ended in February, March, March. So my kid finished his kindergarten, which he kindergarten three. Mm-hmm. And then he went to summer school. And his feedback last year, at, you know, end of the school day, you say to your kid, what did you do at school today, man? And he says... <gasps> We played a game and there was a thing and I got the numbers and it was boys against girls and we, di- we didn't win, but I got four of the answers correct. Okay. That. So lots of engaging, interactive language uh, uh, teaching going on. Okay. Uh, summer school rolls around. Um, first day of summer school, I take him to school. And the first I w- day of summer school or first, first day, of day of school? First day of summer school. Okay. Uh, after kindergarten. I take him to his classroom and... Like a lot of schools, they've got a, a school policy where, you know, parents drop off their kids here and the kids go to their classroom. Um, but me being me and being overly comfortable in schools, I go, no, I'm walking my kid to his classroom on the first day. I want to know where his room is and I want to know that he knows where his room is and there's no teacher to walk to his room. It's on the third floor. Okay, so I walk him upstairs and I walk him to his classroom. You can see me getting judgy already. You, you? You're, uh, you're running the risk of becoming a helicopter parent. I. Uh, yes, maybe. Yes, anyway. yes, maybe. I, I'm just thinking, well, I, I see my kid playing and look at him and go, oh, he's about to fall over and, and scrape his knees. And I let him fall over and scrape his knees. So I don't know what kind of parent that makes me. Okay. Okay, anyway. Um, so I take him up to his room and I have to walk past two classrooms to get him. To, to put him in his, into his room. Mm. And the first classroom, the kids are all chattering away. It's half an hour before class time starts. And in the second classroom, the kids are seated, and there's a little bit of chattering, but there's a, a cartoon on that they're watching. And the third classroom, which is my kid's classroom, the kids are all seated at a desk, and there's zip going on. Nada. Is there a teacher in the room? There's a teacher in the room uh, sitting at the back of her desk doing... Teacher thing, okay. I um, but all right. So we've got a teacher who is super interested in in classroom management. But obviously, that's how she judges herself. Okay, keep going. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I let my kid go into the room, and I'm I'm feeling a bit dubious. But look, I I get it. Uh, I'm a teacher, so I'm a judgy bastard. Uh, I'm a parent, so I'm a judgy bastard. Well. Okay. Okay. So I, I let him go in, and then at the end of the day, what did you do today? Uh, we did we did lots of homework, uh, which I know... This, this is a summer camp. This is summer. Okay. Which I know from my kid, we did homework means we did worksheets. Busy work. Busy work, yeah. I mean, it's, it, to him, worksheets equal homework, because that's what you get sent for homework. Uh, and I immediately, in my head, go, he's not wrong. Like okay. anything that can be anything that's like that actually should be homework. Um, the old, 
I don't know where it comes from. If you can do it alone, you can do it at home. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're wasting class time. Yeah. Okay, so that repeats for his summer school, which is three weeks long. Okay. Okay. He does this, worksheets and busy work all yeah. Okay. Uh, and he, I mean, the feedback is different. Like, we did lots, oh, we did lots of homework today, but they were easy. Or we did uh, worksheets uh, in in mummy's language. Or, you know, he's, he's giving me some detail, but essentially he's saying we did worksheets all day. New school this, year starts. Is this in the primary school? The summer camp is yes. like preliminary? In, yeah. In, okay. But it, it's not with his teachers okay. that he had. He's with a new teacher. Okay, new school year starts, and yes, I'm, I'm judgy about it. You know, we get a message going, oh, there's going to be 25 kids in the room this year, not 15, because, insert excuse from a school. Okay. You know how it goes. Uh, but still, the feedback every day is... We do All right, homework. so <clears throat> I've got a couple of comments on that. Um, just Just to go back to the summer school experience. So he's... Not all the kids are doing summer school. It's a small percentage of them. Mm -hmm. My experience with summer schools, unfortunately, has been that teachers are told that they have to do it in order to earn their salary. Yeah. Um, And so there's this sense amongst the teachers that this is an additional burden when they could actually be doing important things like preparing for the next school year. Or very important things like not thinking about your class for a month so that you can come back fresh and Yeah, and And the other thing, of course, is a lot of summer schools are booked are not book based, so there's no there's no predetermined material that's yep. been assigned, and and it's not assessed, and it's not part of the curriculum, and anything that we do for these kids is going to jeopardize the learning potential of the students who didn't come. Ooh, I I think oh, okay, that's an extrapolation that <coughs> I hadn't made, but okay, okay. So basically, the teachers are left to to figure something out for themselves, and they're doing it with a. An attitude of oh well, it's it's additional, uh, and an, I have to keep these guys busy all day while I'm stuck here all day for the next three weeks until I finally get my break. Even though my official work with my class finished yes two weeks ago, so there's I've two going to be here for another two weeks. There's two week. There's two ways of approaching a language. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, a summer camp like this. One is we have a theme. Yeah. of some sort and then we do a whole bunch of activities around the theme and if you do that it's fairly interactive our theme is uh jungle animals right and then we're gonna do all sorts of things there's a biology lesson about the difference between wild and tame animals and, and there's, there's a, a really cool um huh what's the total physical response yeah TPR. Yeah. there's a cool tpr lesson where they learn lots of words like Swing and yeah, yeah, and, and then there are things that you, we need to now go outside to do. Okay, anyway, so that's the other way of doing it is to create a set of a little booklet, mm-hmm. and we're going to go through this booklet in the time that we've got available. And the booklet involves lots of busy work revolving around stuff. Okay, right? I'm, I'm waiting for the default, and the default is well, the the. As a school owner, you, you're looking at a summer camp and you've got to sell this to the parents and what they are looking at, what the parents are looking at and what the school owner is looking at is what is going to be produced during the summer camp. And unfortunately, a theme doesn't sell. Like you can't say to the school owner, for the summer camp, we're going to do jungle animals and the kids are going to do these fun activities because that doesn't sound like school enough. Okay. But if you have a little booklet and you say, well, during the summer school, they're going to complete this little booklet. And in here are 
five pages of math, 16 pages of science, 14 pages of grammar, eight pages of Thai, whatever. And then everybody looks at it and goes, oh, wow, that's that's very so productive. Meaty. Yeah, yeah oh, we've got some serious stuff coming along here. But in actual fact, that's just been slapped together from leftovers of old textbooks. and. Um, or actually, it's been slapped together by one of two people. Uh, the director the, of studies. The positive one, the director of studies, he went, oh, yeah, 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 oh, well, man, I've got this, yeah, it's a deadline, now I better put something together on, yeah, yeah, this will work really well for all the teachers, but the teachers have not been consulted yes, in this. that's right. Or the other one, which is, uh, just get Margaret from from <laughs> uh, 4 slash 7 to do it. She, she did a good one last year. Yeah. And yeah. Margaret goes, huh, what? And she throws something together, but she also doesn't consult with any of the teachers. Okay. Yeah. So um, I think you're being way too optimistic, but okay. Ultimately, ultimately, if the school owners or the marketing team or the people who have to sell the summer camp to parents are involved, it's going to be the booklet, because it's just it for a non-educated for a non-educator, it makes more much more sense to look at a little booklet and go, oh wow, my kids can learn all this stuff. That's cool. Okay. Now I my pessimism about your optimism stems oh. from the fact that. Actually, summer school, by and large, uh, is sold to parents who... Uh, your kid's going to be on holiday for the next six weeks, but you aren't. You still have to go to work every day. Right. What are you going to do with your kid for six weeks? Well, we do have three weeks of summer school available, so that and your kid, cost, yes. instead of your kid having to hang around with you at work every day or uh, go um, be taken care of by his grandmother or whatever... You can keep sending him to us, the place that your kid already knows, that you well, already know, that you already have a routine. We'll babysit your kids right, for three well, weeks. And there's the potential that possibly he's going to learn something else. I mean, if he, if he hangs around with grandma for three weeks, he's going to learn. He's just going to play. He's just going to play. There's no learning going on. And from my own experience with... Okay, well, I yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, completely I, disagree with you as a parent, I, I but as an educator, I get what you're saying. Um, and, and for a non... Look, for a parent who doesn't know how education works, that sounds attractive. Yeah. Um, Does it sound as attractive as those guys building a well, those, townhouse? They're building a summer school s- section in the new school. I think they're trying to set a tempo for us. Okay, let's talk about things with the hammer tempo. Um, well, where was I? Uh, the, the hammer grandma, time. Okay, the grandma, <laughs> the gra- the grandma thing. Mm-hmm. And you're right. I mean, having a kid at home for three weeks or six weeks or whatever is painful because after four days they're bored or, and you've got to keep thinking of things to take them to do and, uh, and of swimming. course it's also uh, the whole then I'm not on holidays it's school holidays yeah. not my holidays so I suppose the ideal way to run a summer camp is gonna the, this is I'm still on the summer camp thing I suppose the ideal way of running a summer camp is to have a block of time involving a little booklet a block of time involving what you would have done learning real real life stuff at grandma's house. Mm-hmm. Um, doing. And, and yeah. I would say uh, you have to, though, not only sell it to the parents, but you have to, to a degree, sell it to the kids. The kids have to go, summer school is different from school. And it's fun. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's the one aspect. The other aspect I um, feel I need to say something about here is the nature of this teacher. Now, I don't want to be judgy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, okay. I think at the heart of this is the fact that I know 
that I'm really judgmental about teachers. Well, I can't help you it. You can't help it if you've been if you've been in a position where you've got to sit at the back of a classroom and watch teachers teaching and then give them feedback. You get to the point where you look through the window of a class and you go, "Oh, this, that, that teacher's doing yeah." Oh, um, and you you're looking at the students' faces and going, "Oh, this teacher." I mean, you know, it, you can make so much. For, yeah, you can extrapolate so much and, from from. And unfortunately. Based on experience, you're normally right. Well, I think it's that same thing when you walk into somebody's house. You can tell quite a lot about them just from the furniture and the way that things are arranged and whether they're a homey kind of person or whether they're an anal retentive minimalist. You know, you can do that with classrooms as well. How How's the classroom laid out? How are the children interacting with one another at all, if, if at all? So it sounds to me like this teacher, <clears throat> as I said a little bit earlier, is is identifying is creating a personal identity based around how well she manages the classroom it's not doesn't sound like she's she's a learn oriented teacher yes, and maybe so. maybe her justification is that if if children are well behaved and organized learning can take place because i have met teachers like yeah. that the, the the you can't have learning happening in the class until the students know how to behave properly is is the line of the sequence yes and their their version of of learning um they take productivity has to be evidence based. See, they completed these four worksheets <laughs> and they got uh, seven out of nine correct. So, so therefore, therefore, I can prove that we've done. Yeah, we did something. I mean, the thing is, the fact that your son found the worksheets easy is problematic in itself because yeah. it means that there's no progress. There's no moving forward going on here. He's just recycling stuff he already knows. Yeah. Um, and that's not what school should be about. You know, it should be about extending you. Yeah. But the whole, oh, my child got 9 out of 10 thing, therefore he's clever, is so strong. Um, I I mean, this whole thing where we we can't help but judge and extrapolate, I, can, I, I know everything about you and your teaching style based on the way that story. you write on the whiteboard. <laughs> Uh, I, well, it's true. The way that you write on the whiteboard matters. does say a lot about yeah, you. Yeah. The weird thing is, like, I, I just realized that I still haven't quite worked out what it means between... Okay, there are teachers who like to sit at their desk, right? They okay. sit at their desk. Yes. But there's two types of them. One has their desk at the back of the room, and they're looking at the students from the back, and the other one has their desk at the front of the room. Now, it's always... That, that teacher, the teacher who likes their desk, the desk is always offset. It's on one on wall, yeah, one right. corner of the room. Yeah. But sometimes it's the front corner next to the door, yeah. and sometimes it's the back corner next to the door, and occasionally it's the back corner furthest from the door. I still haven't worked out what those, what what that means. What that Look, means. From but a classroom management, something. yeah. From a classroom management perspective, being behind the students is. Is a valuable strategy because they don't know who. Yeah, you don't know. They don't know who you're, who looking, you're looking at, at yeah, or yeah. if you're looking at them. If you're at the front of the classroom, they have they can clue in on, on what you're doing and then uh, be, have changed their behaviour accordingly. But of course, at the back, of, if you're behind the students, that's very antisocial. You know, yes. you, you don't interact with people. Yeah, there's from no there. eye contact between no. you and them. You are just there. You're essentially the warden. Hey! I can see you there doing that thing. Yeah, Don't I mean, think that I'm not watching. There's this metaphor thing, you know. How how do you how do you see teaching? A, te- a teacher is an octopus, or a teacher is a coach. Corporal. A teacher is a pilot. A teacher right. is the navigator. The teacher is yeah. The... And I think that that how the teachers see themselves as a teacher probably drives 
to some extent how they behave in front of the students. I mean, if you're a coach, you want to be front and center and and be saying things like you've done a great job and you know like coaches do. Yeah, but as long as you are you understand that the role of a coach is not to play football, it's to help the other help the team be good at playing football. Be but you at don't play football. Yeah, you're the coach. Stop yeah. doing, stop showing off your trick shots. So on that on that line, I once worked at a school where the teachers gave the busy work to the students. The students did it, and then they erased it and redid it neatly because the parents would judge the students. Um, <laughs> so it wasn't uh, horribly. Just... I get the logic. Yeah, the teacher going, fine. I'll make sure they write it neatly before they send it home. That's what you want me to That's spend what... my class time on. Really, fine. I'll do that. Yeah, That's yeah. a teacher who's who got angry yeah. and gave because him... the parents the parents complained that the children didn't do a beautiful job of the. So it's a matter of doing busy work with the kids and then keeping the kids distracted while you actually do the work for them that they haven't done neatly and i I don't know how parents understand that oh my child's handwriting is is like an adult's means the child needs to still go to school i mean if they're that good then what the yeah what's the point of sending the child to school look i think that there are parents and particularly in cambodia where a lot of the parents haven't had education themselves there are a lot of parents who just don't understand how it all works and no sorry i don't think that that i i get your point where uh, I haven't experienced education. But for a lot of us, the education we've experienced is ridiculously selective. So, oh, yeah, I had a really strict teacher when I was in school and I learned a lot from him. Therefore, be strict. Therefore, my, I want my kid's teacher to be the strict teacher. Oh, I, see. I had a teacher in school who, um, for one hour a, a day, let us beat each other up with, with guitars. <laughs> Uh, and, <laughs> and I learned a lot. And I love that class. He was the best teacher I ever had. Therefore, All if, my, if my kid isn't uh, running around beating people up with musical instruments and enjoying it and having a great time, it's a crap teacher. Mm. I want my... So that, uh, that being a parent and saying but, I want my <clears throat> kid's class to be like this is largely based on yeah. I have no idea or my idea is based on the teacher I remember that I like. Well, well, the problem, I mean, the parents can have their opinion. The problem, of course, is that there's a parent who has a very strong opinion, voices <laughs> that opinion to the school, and the school takes that up as the parents have said. Yes. So there's a parent who's who's gone to the school administration and said, my child's handwriting is so bad. Is anybody doing anything about this? Maybe. Maybe it's yeah. a gentle question like that or maybe it's an actual rent of and then the the teachers have told the parents have said that they want the children to write more neatly um this is not good enough and it's not the parents it's a parent or a very small select group of parents who just have a voice that's loud enough to or sometimes the uh director's best friend came in because she she was showing up for school yeah and the, the best friend said Oh, my son's handwriting is so much. You know, at his school, they <laughs> they're serious about handwriting. And that director goes, "Oh, no, that's a brilliant idea. I've heard that they do that at uh, insert name of prestigious school here. Yes, and so therefore we're doing. You know, it's it's what they they do at the Cambridge Oxford Institute of Massachusetts. So, so we should be doing it too. And then the parents, uh, the, the teachers." poor them they have they have this uh contradictory input my teacher training course said that students should enjoy the lesson and and learning best happens when 
um, the classroom atmosphere is gentle. And the school owner wants these 15 things. And six parents complained over the last 14 years of my experience as a teacher because the kids were talking in class and that's not the way that education should work. And, and I, they've got to and juggle once, all that. And I once had a kid who was really into to pulling arm hairs off other kids. <laughs> so I've got to make sure that that doesn't happen to Yeah. So, um, so they land up with all this conflicting input. And um, and they've got to make sense out of it. Personally, they've got to make some sense out of all this, all the demands. I've met teachers, and strangely enough, particularly women who believe that classroom management is the priority, absolute priority, and nothing else matters. And they're just they're the way that they talk it through. You you listen to them and go, okay, that makes a lot of sense actually. And then sometimes I get caught up in it. I think, well, my classroom management's horrendous. Oh, yeah. I can't I can't <laughs> manage a group of kids to save my life. I must be a crap teacher. But I don't know. I don't know if, you know, I don't know if, if their argument sits well with them, so they've made a justification for it, or if they've learned. Do, do you want some rice <laughs> or chicken? It's up. Wow. See, in in civilized countries, supermarkets come to you, <laughs> uh, and they announce themselves by a chant. Yes. Mm. So anyway, that's that's my second comment on your teacher okay. for that summer program. All right. So um, all of this is to say two things. One is I I am a judgy bastard. I can't help it. I don't think uh, you can. If, if I, you know, yeah. Well, I've got. I'm coming at it from both fronts. I'm a parent and an educator, and so I can't not see it. It's not just that you're an educator; it's that you're a teacher trainer. So you. You've been trained to identify issues in classrooms and deal with them. That, um, and I mean, add to that the fact that I've had plenty of jobs where part of my job is to walk around the school and look in, look in the window and see what's going on in a room. Yeah. And then sometimes sit in the room and see what's going on. Yeah. And then do something about that at a school level. Yeah. It might be workshops or it might be observations or it might be trying to con this teacher into. Um, chatting with um, Sita Vut, who, yeah. who has loads of cool activities. Um, oh, okay. my, yeah, my, I mean, my experience has been as a school owner. My business partner is not an educator. He's a marketing... Management, a, a, finance, yeah. and so HR. He gets a complaint from a parent and comes to me and says, that teacher needs to change this because she's doing this and that. And I think... That's what she's meant to be doing. And or or um, that's the ridiculous, tiniest aside. What do you mean she never uses periods when she writes on the whiteboard? Yeah, yeah, right. Big and, deal. And so you've got to... You, I find myself constantly standing in between stupid complaints from the parents or funneled to me from, by the school director. And... Um, and and actual teaching pedagogy proper pedagogical approaches to classrooms you know which so yeah okay now um oh can i give you an example yes i got a complaint once that the children were in the library like the, the, <laughs> <laughs> that the parent had said oh, no. my child goes into the library every week the teacher takes them into the library every week and and Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. It's not as bad as I thought. I thought it was going to be um, somebody on the other side of the school going, 
all those kids are all those kids are just hanging out in the library. Well, That's supposed to be like our shiny place that we show parents. No, well, okay. So the director said to me, "Listen, you know, um, they shouldn't just be in the library doing nothing. They, sh- they should be in the classroom working. They can go to the library during the breaks." And I had to explain to him that that's not the way libraries work. First of all, that yes, you can go to the library when you're on a break, but you don't teach children how to go to a library during the break. They, they, um, and he was adamant. No, the library shouldn't be used like that. That's yeah. Anyway. Okay. All right. So um, this whole thing, uh, what I'm trying to do when I ask my kid how was school today and then i make it a little bit more focused i say what did you do at school today did you have fun today whatever and he i let him report whatever he reports yeah and sometimes he reports something that i i i don't get like um oh i need i I, yeah i need some money to buy a thing and it takes me three or four weeks of a gentle back and forth to to work out that oh they can buy an ice cream on the break if they have ten baht. Oh, I see. You know, but it's a long process of of me not wanting to interrogate my kid. Okay. And because I I know that if I interrogate my kid, I'm gonna end up asking leading questions that actually changes the meaning. Yeah. So I'm trying to draw it out of him, what's going on, and I and eventually figure out, okay, he wants 10 baht to buy ice creams because they can buy ice creams at lunch. So I'm I'm simply saying, what what did you do at school today? And sometimes I'm asking for judgment. Did you have fun? Uh, was it easy? Something like that. But I have to... I have to feel a little bit... I don't know what you call it. It's like... My heart breaks a little bit when my kid, when I say to my kid, what did you do at school today? Uh, we, we did homework all day. And I said, oh, j- just homework? And he justifies it to me. Oh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm in P1 now. And in P1, you don't play games. You just do. <laughs> he, he explained it to me. as You don't play games well, that, well, in P1. He, but the teacher might have sheets. said that. The teacher might have said, look, you guys are big boys now. There's no, none of this game playing rubbish. Obviously. Um, more obviously. And I, you know, I can't help but hear that and go, man, that's so depressing. Yeah, that is depressing. There is a big gap though between K three and, and grade one. There, there's a huge. I mean, the same as the gap between grade twelve and the first year of university. There's a massive change, but it, they're still just children at that it's, age. Yeah, and, and so they should still be singing songs and. Um, and sometimes there should be a, a throw the fluffy thing at the yeah. circle game. Okay, well, that was a fascinating insight into the world of a educated educator slash parent slash whatever you are. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's time for a word from our sponsor, uh, and I've I've got a sponsor today, which is vitamin D. Vitamin D. Yeah, you've got to buy vitamin D or stand around, sit around in the sun for as much as you can, so that you can. Fill up your vitamin D cells with vitamin D and become healthy and strong. Did I ever tell you that uh, for a, a writing class, they were really having tr- trouble bridging the gap between what I want to say versus how I want to say it? And I, yeah, I, I was trying all the time. <laughs> I was trying to say to them, "Look, if you if it's for an exam, don't worry about what you're saying. Worry about how you say it." Mm-hmm. I, I get it that if I was teaching you writing, it would be what. But I'm not teaching you writing, it's test prep. How is this relevant to vitamin D? Okay, so to make them start doing it, I started making up 
weird topics that they had to write about. And their final essay for the course was, it was a multiple choice. You could choose, like, write essay A, B, or C. And C was, uh, why uh, standing in the sun for an hour a day holding an uncooked egg is beneficial for your health? Oh, and, there you go. And I had a couple of students who did it, who did it really well. So there you go. Vitamin D. Just make sure you hold an egg. And stand in the sun. Okay. Right. Crack on. Tefal of Fall is proudly brought to you by the non-stop bufflers, Troy and Steve. For any questions, comments, complaints, or queries, you can email tefalwafall at gmail.com or visit www.tefalwafall.com. <laughs>